And we are back, everybody, with an all-new edition of Beckett Radio. I am your host, Mr. Eric Norton. And alongside me this week is not Paul Worth, because he's on vacation. I'm sure just enjoying all 19 of those kids. But Cody Krim is here. What's up, Cody? What's up, guys? How are you doing, man? Good, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to thank you for coming in today. You were uh, you were doing a little, a little other project that you, you were working on, but you decided to come into the office and hang out with me today. So I appreciate that. Otherwise, I was riding solo. Yeah, no problem, man. I love radio. Uh, like we've mentioned before, I think like on my first time I'm here, uh, I do color commentary for high school football games. So like the, I love this. Um, and I just I look forward to it being uh, part of my job, filling in for Worth whenever he's out. Whenever so, he's gone, yeah. we can get you in here more often. I think it's 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 fun. I like the three man element when it's when it's available, uh, especially towards the end of the show. It it, it keeps the the flow going. But uh, Worth's not here. But that's okay. We're gonna have a good show. We have a lot to talk about because everybody else is at the national, and we're just gonna talk about whatever in the world we want to talk about. Right. So, <laughs> so for like us, like. Last week's show was probably the busiest show for us of the year. Yeah. Um, this is probably the busiest week, I would say, in the hobby. Sure. Um, everybody is kind of together. All the you know, all the big name players are together out in Atlantic City right now. But for us, that means we're stuck here in Dallas, uh, talking about everybody in Atlantic exactly. City. Exactly. So I don't uh, I don't know if you are connected with Matt Bible on Facebook, but he has been posting all kinds of uh links to other cons that are going on this weekend, like outside of AC. So there's like a Garbage Pell Kid con. And this week in here in Dallas, there is a, a video game con or something oh, like wow. that. It, there's just all, there's like seven or eight other ones going on. Well, like, and then the next week we have the that you're going to, the uh, World Coin Show. The, the, world's, the world, 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 world's Fair of Money. That's right. What, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest coin shows, if not the biggest it, coin show yeah. of the year. It so. is the biggest coin show of the year. Last year it was in Chicago. This year it is in Anaheim. Um, I don't really know what to expect this year because last year my uh, my mind was kind of blown. They had uh, coins from the Bible there, which was really cool. Wow. So, the, you know, they were all encased and everything. You couldn't touch them. But um, it was still cool to see that kind of stuff. And then they had something like, I, I forget the denomination, but I want to say it was like a, like a ten thousand dollar bill or something like that. Wow, had like fifty of them. Wow. So it might have been a hundred thousand dollars. I don't right. know. I'll have to look it back up. But man, that was crazy stuff. So this this year it's in Anaheim. It's across the street from Disney. Um, I'm sure that it's going to bring its own little challenges. But uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to Anaheim. Looking forward to the beach. It's going to be hot here. That like here in Dallas, it's we're. We're supposed to be over the hundred under over the hundred degree mark into next week. So yeah. if I can get away to Anaheim, I'll be, I'll be happy. Yeah, and we were just talking off air. Me going to Vegas this weekend. I was looking up and like the high on Saturday and Sunday is like one oh six. Oh, so but it's a dry. But heat. it's a dry heat. It's That's a dry what I hear. Heat, right? That's what I hear. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. It just means it's hot. I will update y'all whenever we film this uh, on Tuesday this. next <laughs> week or record this. Yeah, next week. I will update y'all on how much the difference is uh, of a dry heat and the heat we have here in Texas with eighty percent humidity. So. There's there's not a difference. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. There's not. It's just hot. Well, I I'm a firm believer of uh, once it gets over once it gets over over ninety five, it, it it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's anymore. just right. yeah. You can't feel your nose. Right. It's just, you're just sucking in for air. Right. It sucks all the way around. I've been in some very hot weather in uh, in Baghdad. I've been in uh, Baghdad, Mosul, not so bad, but Baghdad, 
It was over 130 degrees for like a week straight. But it's a dry heat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, people are trying to shoot you. So <laughs> there's that. Anyways, man, let's get into the show. Let's, uh, let's let's see what's going on with new products and pricing, man. What do you got over there? Um, so new products coming out this week. We have a uh, Panini Prism Racing. Yes, that's drop. coming out today. Um, sixteen, seventeen, upper deck MVP hockey. Yes, uh, and then also Panini Preferred Basketball drops this week. So all, three yeah, products drop dropping this week. This week yeah. Uh, also want to mention there that since the national is this week, there will be all other kinds of. All, I'm sorry, there will be lots of other promo sets and things like that. A little dropping that uh, we will try to keep you updated with uh, either on the homepage, the Beckett homepage, or back at Twitter or something like that. Ryan Cracknell's there, uh, and he'll do a good job of keeping everybody posted on that. Yeah, because, I mean, Beckett, we have our own promo set, um, but, you know, there's going to be so many cards sure. like popping up on eBay and all over the uh, all over the place on uh, blowout forums or sure. on Beckett Marketplace, wherever it ends up. So um, keep an eye out for that. We don't have any kind of checklist for any of that going on, um, but definitely keep an eye on it because some of those promo cards can be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, pricing, we got flawless baseball and soccer up, sure. uh, along with Pokemon XY. I think you put that on the all those on the uh, Instagram page. The, yeah, they're all on the Instagram page. Up, so. uh, interesting, interesting note on that flawless. The soccer total value is eighteen thousand dollars. Wow, and the baseball is something like seventy eight thousand right. dollars. And I was seeing uh, Messi or was it Ronaldo that has a, a huge amount of cards in flawless like value wise? I'm sure both of them do, but <laughs> I would yeah. I would assume Messi was probably the higher. Right. He was the kind of the poster boy for the product anyway. So that's a that's a big it's a big deal if you can get, a, get your hands on some of that. Paul and I were talking about that a few weeks ago, and it's, soccer is one of those products that it it can be ho hum, but if you hit, you hit pretty big. So right. it's right. it's pretty cool. I don't the price tags. I think it, when it first came out was over over three figures so wow i'm not real sure on that but i think it was and that's that's pretty it's pretty steep but it is nice still right. still still fun so uh you got that we got new products and pricing out of the way we got uh what do we got the trout watch how's that going yeah uh <laughs> we we're kind of talking it ever since i've joined the show just kind of hanging out in the background or whether i come on uh it's like every week Worth does Trout Watch, so I figured I would go ahead and, <laughs> and, and put that in there as a tribute to him. Uh, still listed at five hundred grand uh, or best offer, um, but I did some research. I started doing some digging because Worth piqued my curiosity, <laughs> and uh, they have some offers. They had some offers come in this week north of 150, so they had a few offers coming in north 150, somewhere around the 170, 175 range. Um, that looks like they were automatically denied. So he probably has it set up where sure. he only accepts something over whatever, you know, whatever price he's looking for. Um, so yeah, I mean, it has to be north of 170, 175. Wow. Um, which I don't know if that's can, if that's feasible, uh, or not. I looked up and the base auto sells for 1700 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's known in the hobby that you use super factor as a hundred times base, sure. Um, which would put it around 170. Um, but obviously, with a guy like Trout, that could go up uh, depending on how he closes out the season. Which the Angels as a whole aren't having a great season this year. Um, but another MVP season, that price could go north of 200. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, not a whole lot of movement on it yet, though. What What happens first? The Major League Baseball season comes to the end, or this trout card sells. 
I think the season coming to an end. <laughs> I think so too. Just because of the year they're having, like there aren't for like the first time in his career, honestly, there aren't a whole lot of eyes on uh, Trout. He's having a good year. Obviously, he was still a starter in the All Star game, um, but he's being overshadowed a lot by Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it doesn't look as though the Angels are going to make the playoffs as of now, unless they make a late season push. Um, so he's not really getting a lot of publicity uh, nationally. So uh, unless something ch- something changes in that area. I see the season coming to an end and this trout being available <laughs> start of next year. So uh, you mentioned Harper. I don't know if uh, our listeners are aware of it, but we do have a, a Beckett Media eBay page. And we have tons of Bryce Harper stuff up right now that is just kind of really, it's just kind of mind-boggling what we have on there. We have game-used jer- game, game jerseys, bats. You've got his Aflac jersey in there, I believe. Yeah, we did have... Uh, one or two super fractors available. I'm not sure if they're still available mm-hmm. or, or if somebody's uh, pounced on those, but I know I know that those were available as well. Yeah, th- that's definitely something you should go check out. Just just search for Beckett Media on on eBay. You can go check all that stuff out. There's plenty of it there. Uh, the had game the game used rookie bat was in the off- it's in the office, and uh, we picked that thing up, and I was I was just trying to do a practice swing with it. It's heavy. Oh, it's not a toothpick, man. I think <laughs> I was talking to. Uh, Andrew, who's over Beckett Auctions, and he said that it was thirty six, thirty six. Yeah, so that's 30, a yeah. that's a big piece of lumber, man. That is. That's uh, it has a Bible verse inscribed on it too. I'm I'm wanting to go look that up, but uh, that is a big bat, man. It's yeah. a big bat. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a huge guy, but you know I'm not, I can hold my own. And yeah. it was pretty heavy for me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I played high school ball. I'm used to swinging like thirty two twenty nines, thirty three thirties, and just. 36, 36, that's a big piece of lumber, man. That's a big piece of lumber. All right. So, guys, that's that segment. We're going to jump into now an interview that I recorded yesterday with uh, Tanner Jones from Tan Man Baseball Fan. I want to let you know right off top, when I introduced him, I introduced him as Tan the Man Baseball Fan, and that was wrong. I'm sorry about that. So if you're looking for his website, it's tanmanbaseballfan.com, and I just go check it out, man. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. He is a, a blogger. He is a web developer. He is also a huge Jose Canseco fan and a Beckett cover model. So it's uh, it was it was a fun interview. It's it's an interesting interview. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll let it speak for itself. But uh, it's just me and him. We recorded it yesterday, and when we're gonna take a quick break, we'll play that, and we'll come back and we'll discuss a little bit more what's going on at the national, maybe, and some just whatever we want to get into. So you guys hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Derek Ficken with Beckett Grading Services. You're listening to Beckett Radio, home of the best radio show ever. And we are back on Beckett Radio this week. Uh, is National Week. Everybody has gone to the National. So I'm riding solo at the moment. But I found a worthy replacement for not having a co-host at the moment. I found Tanner. From Tan, the man, baseball fan, on the on the on the phone with us now. Tanner, what is going on, sir? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you here. Now, I uh, on Twitter I said that you were a Beckett cover model because you were at some in 2015. <laughs> um, how, how'd that feel to actually get on the cover of Beckett? That was probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. I love that. Not just the fact that I was on the cover, but I was on the cover with my childhood hero, Jose Canseco. I loved it. On the on the cover with Canseco, doing the Bash Brothers, right? It doesn't get any better than that, does it? Well, 
it does get better because you have that wicked mustache going on. Do you still have that thing? Oh, you bet. I sure do. <laughs> That's awesome. A little, uh, is that an ode to, to Raleigh Fingers, or that, is that your own style? Well, you know, uh, I was supposed to go to uh, my wife's uh, sister's wedding, and I wanted to you know, trim up everything for my beard, and I uh, messed up and uh, you know, ended up with a massive mustache, and I begged and pleaded with my wife, will you please let me keep this? Uh, she said, okay, and so here we are. So I'm uh, very happy she's allowing me to have it. <laughs> That's really awesome. I, uh, I've tried to do it. I've tried to do the handlebars, but I just it won't grow out that way It is for whatever reason. My, my beard gets, this is way off topic, but my beard gets really nice, right. and, nice and thick, but it, it just, for whatever reason, I can't get my, must, my mustache to grow like that. So you were on the cover of the, what is this? This is the 2015 August issue with Jolie Gallo on the front and you and Jose Cansego. Um, two of you guys are still in the news, kind of, and Gallo just kind of disappeared because he's off the trade radar and everything. He's still stuck down in AAA, but I'm glad to have you here. Now let's get into, uh, let's get into who you are and what you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I'm actually from Texas, and... I'm a web developer by trade. Um, I've owned my own business for probably about 16 years now. Uh, but the fun stuff is I uh, write about baseball cards, I buy and sell baseball cards, and I make custom baseball cards for my own collection as well. Now, you, I, I've been wanting to get a custom card maker on, on the show for a while, and I went back and I was going through the old Beckets, and I, and I remembered your story. So I was like, i got to get this guy on, and I'm happy you're here. Your, your custom pieces... Uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead of ourselves, but you you customers can order those from you, right? They can commission you to, to, to do something for them? Yeah, sometimes I do stuff for folks, but uh, the majority of it is really I just love doing it for my own collection. I see. I understand. Uh, if, uh, where, where's your website so they can go check it out? Maybe they want to look at while we're listening to it. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can go to tanmanbaseballfan.com. Okay, yeah, you guys go check that out, Tanman baseballfan.com go there while you're listening to this interview so you can see his awesome work he's got a whole gallery there of custom cards that he's done uh Derek Jeter off the top of my head from a skybox set right is that is that right yeah it was uh it was from an early 90s skybox basketball set so I, I love doing the mix and match things like that as well uh it's it's a blast I really enjoy it I, I I saw that one and I was immediately taken back to a Sean Kemp rookie card from that set with Seattle in the background, and uh, that was one of my favorite cards. So seeing that Jeter look like that, that's cool. Do you have a favorite piece that you've done so far? Well, you know, I, I've got a small handful of them. Uh, I would say the one that sticks out to me right now is I did a uh, a mini. It's in the kind of the style of an Allen Ginner. Sure. Uh, many uh, of Jose Canseco, I had him autograph, and the uh, but the interesting thing about it is the card is wood, and it's actually made from a piece of his game used bat. Wow, that is really cool. You had him sign that one. Oh yeah, I absolutely did. It's uh, it's actually in the the last August uh, Beckett as well. There's a big picture of it in there. Let me flip. Let me, let me flip to it. Oh, there it is, right there. Awesome. Very cool. Now, for those who for those of us who don't know your story. You are a huge Jose Canseco fan, and you got to do something pretty cool with him last year. You, you got to go out to his home and have a private signing. How did that happen? 
<laughs> well, it was, it was the greatest thing ever. I uh, was actually coming back from uh, the TriStar Card Show here uh, in Texas, um, probably, I want to say about a couple years ago. And uh, on my way back home, I was thinking, what can I do that's just like completely over the moon? You know, like what's, you know, kind of like a pie in the sky thing. And I said, uh, what if I could actually go and meet with Jose Canseco and have a private signing? And not only that, it wasn't just that. I wanted him to um, actually wear a bunch of jerseys and hats and cleats and gloves and all this, so I could actually cut out pieces of these to make uh, custom cards for my own collection like a lot of the companies do. Um, so I started talking back and forth with his manager, and over about a year or so, uh, he finally said, okay, let's go. So I packed up my family and made a road trip out of it, and halfway there, uh, you know, cause I was, I was really wondering like, uh, is this going to be like a cold meeting where we're going to be in a hotel lobby and there's going to be 500 people that are crowding me out. And so I was, you know, really kind of concerned about that. And, uh, so his manager actually wrote me in the middle of our trip and said, Jose has decided to have you over at his house. And so it was just, you know, I mean, that was, that was insane. So we ended up going over there and it was, you know, he, he could have just, uh, you know, sped through the whole thing for a half hour. Um, but, I mean, he he was very hospitable to us. Uh, we were there the whole afternoon. He was telling us stories. It was great. That's really awesome. Now, I have to ask, only because it's happened before, it wasn't Ozzy, was it? It was actually Jose? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made sure that, you know, the... Uh, the birthmark was on his hand. Okay. Know, so I'm, I'm fairly certain that was real. <laughs> awesome. I would hate for you to have to drive out there and then have that happen. Um, so right. you, you spent the afternoon with him. You got a bunch of stuff signed. Man, it looks like you were just living a dream is what you were doing. That's that's all pretty cool. Now, how did Jose Canseco become your favorite baseball player? Well, you know, I, I grew up in California. Okay. Um, in Fresno, actually, back uh, in the 80s. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I just, uh, I really just uh, attached to him, I think, just the way he played. It wasn't, uh, he didn't have like a a graceful, sweet swing like Griffey or Clark or, you know, those guys. His swing was violent. It yes, was, it, was. it was. like, you know, I, I told somebody about this in, in an article I wrote for uh, for their website, that if you had like music playing in the background, of Will Clark or Ken Griffey Jr. or Mark McGuire swinging, it would be classical music. Sure. For Jose Canseco, it would be death metal. You know what I mean? It's just it was such a different night and day difference, and I, I love seeing that stuff. That is perfectly that, – that's perfect. I, I couldn't describe it any, any better. Because when you think of Will Clark, his swing was – it was almost – this is going to sound redundant probably, but it was almost motionless. It was just – it was a straight – straight through swing, and there wasn't a lot to it. He swung with his legs mostly, I think, or with, I'm sorry, with his arms. And then Conseco, when he crushed the ball, he crushed it. I almost got killed by a Jose Conseco home run. I was going to – I meant to mention that to you earlier when we were chatting. He was playing for Texas. Really? Yeah, he was <laughs> – not literally killed, but, I mean, <laughs> he, was, he was playing for Texas. He hit, he hit three home runs that day. His third homer went right over the top of my head. I was a small child, and I ducked and screamed. So <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't want the big man with the bat to hit me in the head with the ball. But uh, that oh did happen. <laughs> that was a little scary. So <laughs> 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 I, when I when he got traded to Texas, that was a 
that was a big thing, you know. And I thought personally that we gave up too much on our end for that for that whole deal. But I was happy when he was here. That was that was good stuff. So I want to, I want to tell you something that whenever he got traded, and, and you know, my readers have heard me talk about this several times, but. Uh, my mom, I was 12 years old. She woke me up to go to go school, and she told me, uh, you know, she said, and this is in her own words, so do you think old Hosehead's going to like it there in Texas? Oh, wow. And I had no idea what she was talking about. And she just thought it was funny. Oh, man, that shook me to my core. I cried as a 12-year-old, just uh, crying my eyes out that my hero left uh, my favorite team. It was, it was a horrible, it was a hard time. And yeah, and I can't believe it. My parents made me go to school that day anyways. They made you go to school that day? That's good. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just good parenting, actually. You probably should have went to school anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand. Yeah, that was a rough time. I understand. I understand completely. Now, you recently, well, you sent me a link to your White Well, which was a uh, kind of an odd, odd little card that probably not a lot, a lot of people would recognize. But it was a Jose Canseco card. It was from the Huntsville team, right, in Huntsville, Alabama, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, how did, how did this happen? Run this down for us. Okay. So this is just uh, kind of one of my things I love to do to kind of entertain other people that read what I write. And uh, uh, so I made up this, uh, this card and uh, created it and had him sign it, actually, also. Went through an entire elaborate scheme where I uh, – uh, faked a newspaper advertisement saying that Jose Canseco is going to be coming over to our store. The store's name, by the way, is Mushi's Grocery. You're awesome. Uh, which <laughs> Mushi is my screen name on on the forums, also. Right. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to have a signing, and then I ended up uh, photoshopping this uh, you know this uh, grocery store to look like it was a store called Mushi's, and so basically just to legitimize the whole story to back it up, and at the end. I basically showed everybody how I photoshopped it all, and it was just a big kind of a goof thing. It was, it was fun. I got a lot of people with it. Yeah, it w- it was fun. I read it, and I was, I you, I'm gonna be honest with you. You you sucked me in, and I was like, this is really happening. This happened. Oh, come on now. <laughs> but where did you come up with? How I'm like, I'm a jokester too, so I, I get I get the art. How did you come up with something so elaborate? You know. I'm not really sure. I think just when I sit down and I start writing, I just uh, uh, keep building on to certain ideas, and I go further and further. And I just uh, I look at it and think, how far can I take this you know, to make it believable? I don't really want to dupe anybody into thinking that something's like completely real, so I always come out at the end saying, hey, this is just a joke. But you know, i got to be honest with you, a lot of people don't read my stuff to the end because I'm a very long-winded writer. Sure. Uh, so I'll have like dozens and dozens of people will congratulate me on this card oh it's amazing oh you didn't read the end of it did you yeah Yeah. (laughs) i get that a lot too they didn't get to the end which i I will be honest with you i almost didn't read to the end but i was like hold on there's there's something more here because i have i have friends that grew up in the huntsville alabama area and they've never talked about a store called moochie so um, right (laughs) (laughs) but that's cool so what what are you what are you doing now? What I mean, what are you, what's piquing your interest right now? You know, I'm actually in the middle of a project, so I don't have anything going on right now that I'm creating. Uh, I just finished up a project where I took all of the uh, Canseco jerseys, or one from each team mm-hmm. that I had Jose wear, and I uh, had him actually sign on every single letter 
okay. on the back of the jerseys. And I made a complete, uh, almost kind of like an own the name or buy the letter set. Sure. A custom set where each team that he was on represents, uh, you know, each letter for his name. So he played for seven teams. He's got seven letters in his name, so it kind of worked out perfect. That's very cool. Now tell us about the uh, the rainbow for the 2016 Donruss Signature Series. You you completed this thing? Yeah, I sure did. I was. Uh, I'll tell you, um, the last card obviously was going to be the one of one. Yeah. And when it comes to one of one cards, you just you know you never know if it's going to pop up or not. Right? Yeah, so you never know. I I was uh, very happy that somebody had actually contacted me. They reached out to me, and and this happens a lot to me, which I'm very happy. I'm so thankful for the collector uh, community that reach out to me for their uh, with their Conseco cards. You know, otherwise my collection wouldn't be nearly as big as it is now. But um, I was happy. You know, it's not licensed; it's sticker autograph, and to me, it stands out as the you know most beautiful uh, rainbow set ever. Sure, <laughs> I understand that. That you know, despite not having a license, Panini does does pretty good job with their baseball products. And uh, this rainbow does look oh, yeah. awesome. I've never actually completed a rainbow. I've actually never even attempted one. But how long did it take you to put this together? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I'm kind of – I'm not really somebody that goes after a specific rainbow. It's just uh, if there's a Canseco card out there that I don't have, I go for it. Okay. You know, so this is just kind of one of those things where, you know, I kept getting uh, – the Donner Signature Series, I think the one out of five was my first one. Oh, wow. Um, and, again, I've just got to, you know, I really, you know, thank the collecting community that uh, uh, comes to me uh, instead of me having to sit on eBay, you know, waiting for, you know, cards to show up. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's just a, we, there are a bunch of fantastic folks out there. Yes. Yes, they are. The, the community, when, the good folks in the community, when they when they come together, it's, there's nothing like it because it's all harmony and peace and love until somebody tries to rip somebody off and then it just everything goes to to hell in a handbasket sometimes. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Did you pull any of these yourself or did you just all, did you just pick them up throughout guys being generous? You know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. If you promise me, you won't tell anybody here. No one listens to the show uh, anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I actually uh, uh, haven't pulled. Uh, you know, real big Conseco card ever, you know, because I don't really uh, crack a lot of wax myself. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't collect anything other than Conseco, so I don't really care much about opening boxes these days. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I saw on your website that you actually had some boxes for sale, some uh, some older Upper Deck stuff, so <laughs> that makes a lot of sense that you'd be trying to move those as well. So, yeah, um, I won't keep you much longer. But how do you how how can our listeners get a hold of you, man? Where where is TanManBaseballFan dot com the best place? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Facebook or something like that? Yeah, you know um, they can get me at TanManBaseballFan dot com. There's also my website CanseicoCollector dot com. All right, it's probably a lot easier for people to you know remember that way. Also, um, Twitter TanManBaseballFan uh, TanManBaseballFan. Okay, uh, and those are really the main places. Awesome. Now, I I was on your Twitter page earlier. You seem to be pretty, pretty active on there too. So, guys, he's a good follow. I, I recommend you uh, going to check him out there. Now, before I let you go, I just want to know why you're not at the national because it's happening this week, and you seem to be fitting in right pretty well up there. So, what's is something keeping you at home? 
you know, I'd love to go. It's just, it's, uh, you know, gosh, it's probably 2,000 miles away from me. So <laughs> if, it were, uh, if it were closer by, I would love to. I understand completely. It's in, uh, it's in Atlantic City, New Jersey this year. It's a long way away from uh, Dallas, Texas as well. But next year, it's in Chicago, and I definitely want to try to be there. So thank you for coming on with me today. Uh, thank you for, on short notice, man, because you really, you really saved me without even really knowing it. But uh, thanks for that. If guys, you want to go check him out, uh, those websites will be posted in the Twitter link when the show goes up on Thursday. And until next time, Tan- Tanner, just thanks for coming on, we'll, and we'll catch you next time, all right? Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. All right, buddy. Thanks. This is Eric Morton, co-host of Beckett Radio, and you're listening to the number one sports collecting podcast in the world, home of the Fat Packs. All right, Cody. Tanner, if you need him, what's up? That's he was pretty good, man. Yeah, and I w- I was actually checking out his website, and he has some legit stuff up there, man. Like you know, when you think custom cards, a lot of them are like uh, sketch cards or like uh, digitally made on the computer. Mm-hmm. But he has some like sick patch cards that yeah. I was seeing on there that he like inserted himself. Like he has some sick stuff. Y'all really need to go check him out. Yeah, that guy. He's a uh, he. He does it more for himself th- than anything else, which is really cool <laughs> I mean, that's just his hobby right but those patch cards specifically the the ones with the, the Conseco nameplate he took uh one of each jersey from the team or the teams that Conseco played for and had him sign all the letters and just made his own nameplate man man that's just that's just insane man and it's re- and it's fairly creative like um it's a lot of time a lot of times you don't see uh creativity a lot in the hobby um especially especially now um a lot of times there's a lacking of creativity or or stuff that we've all seen year after year after year product after product um but some of his stuff man like just have the creativity to even think about doing that Mm -hmm. is amazing like you were saying with the Canseco nameplate like that's that's really impressive you know I'm I'm happy for him that he had a good experience with with Jose because they're have been multiple reports of that he can be a cantankerous person sometimes so yeah well and then there was a report last year or it might have been a couple of years ago where like um he is scheduled for an autograph event like a paid autograph event sure and his brother showed up yeah in his place <laughs> like <laughs> that's why i asked him i when i early in the interview i was like i just gotta ask you know was it jose it was it made sure it right. wasn't ozzy you right. know? Uh, they're known to do that same with that whole uh and you might be too young to remember this, but there was a celebrity boxing match match that he was supposed to be in, uh, and Ozzy showed up for the match instead of Jose. And like, I haven't actually, I I should have done this, especially being in the hobby. But I, I'm assuming you have. Have you seen pictures of both of them? Yeah. Do, yeah. Are they? Do they look similar? They look, or can you tell them apart? Like, I I think now that they've gotten older, you can tell them apart more. But when gotcha. they were younger, they looked very similar gotcha. to each other. But but uh, there again, Jose. Was always more defined, right? You know, right, right. Ozzy was not that he wasn't built because he wasn't. I mean, he was better shape than I am, right. ever. Right. But Jose was more defined, right? So that I wonder me, why. I, I wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, he was the first forty forty guy, so I mean, <laughs> that's that's a little weird. A little weird that uh, Jose was more defined. But anyways, he was a great interview, guys. Uh, I hope that you go check out his stuff. He, you can, you can. Hire him to do a commission for you if you would like. That information is on his website. He's a practical joker, so you got to be be aware of what you're reading. Like he said in the interview, read all the way through before you right. assume something. Right. 
and uh, he almost caught me. He almost got me good, actually. So uh, there was the only saving grace I had was uh, I, I knew I knew of the area that he was referring to that the grocery store was in, and uh, that's that's the only thing that saved me. But go check him out. He's on uh, Facebook, Twitter. You can go to his uh, fan page, all that. Um, really good follow. He said that he, uh, he wants to be involved in the production design of a baseball card set, uh, like Allen and Ginter or something like that. And I, I, I hope that someday he gets to do that because his yeah. stuff is really cool. No, and, and like I said, his creativity is just through the roof. So, uh, you know, a card company like Topps or Panini, like they, they really need to look into this guy because he has some impressive stuff out there. Speaking of impressive, I want to talk about uh, fake Michael Jordan cards, specifically the Jordan rookie. The 86, 87 Fleer, holy grail of basketball cards. Yes, there have been many impressive fakes. But um, something I see a lot of on Facebook and other forums is, is this card fake? It bugs me. It, It really does because... Why are you buying it, or why do you even have it if if there's a possibility? Um, you said that you're a Jordan expert, so I'm going to count on your expertise. And, and I would <laughs> like to, and I would like to say that I am an ex. I consider I don't know if I consider myself an expert, but I consider myself very well versed on the subject. I, I understand, and, and a lot of it's just because of Facebook, because like you said, it's like once a week. Yeah. there's something posted on there, and there will be. Uh, someone I do consider an expert that will just post like 12 things to look for when sure. looking for uh, a real or fake I guess Jordan. that's my thing though. I guess that's what's bugging me is there are those th- those posts out there that have 12 different things to look for right. and it shows you exactly what to look for. Right. So why are you getting yourself in these positions? Right. And, <laughs> and, and something I said as you know we kind of talking about it off air but one of the things that I said before was that if you're looking at buying a Jordan, an 86, 87 Jordan, and it's part of your personal collection, buy one that's graded. PSA, Beckett, whatever. Buy one that's already graded. So you know it's authentic. Sure. And you, you don't have to put a post on Facebook with 12,000 people, obviously not all of which are Jordan experts. Um, you, you know, you don't have that doubt in your mind. Now, if you're looking to flip it, you should already know what you're looking for anyway right. if you're looking right. at dropping hundreds of dollars to hopefully grade and flip it. You should already know going into it the risk of that. What, what do you think the most commonly faked cards are that you see? Because I, I have three that come to my mind immediately. Right. I mean, definitely the Jordan. Okay. That's, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's probably number one, yeah. honestly. Um, I, I, You know, I don't really know. I, You know... I'm more of a modern guy. Sure. And, and modern cards aren't faked as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you still Why can, would you? obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it's harder to fake vintage. Sure. So, you know, I think the Jordan just falls in that category where it's like almost modern, not quite vintage, where like it's easier to fake than, you know, making bubblegum marks on like 36, like right, 1936 right. cards or whatever. But what are the other two you're thinking of? Uh, the other two are, they they both fall in that category, would be the Lemieux rookie, the Mario Lemieux rookie, right. and the Patrick Wall rookie. Right. Those are two pretty common fate cards. And I see a lot of questions. Hey, I need your help, guys. You know, 
is this legit? You should probably do your research before you get even right. get into something like that, you know? Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be seen as calling somebody stupid or anything like that. That's not what right. I'm doing. I'm just, like, when you're going to invest in something like that, because let's be honest, those cards are an investment. Right. You, you got to be just knowledgeable about what you're doing right. going in. And go jump into Facebook is not going to help you every time. Right. There's plenty of knowledge on Facebook. Right. There's plenty of guys who ha- who know a lot more about that than I do. Right. And let's, but they're not always going to be around. Too. Right. And, and let's be honest. Uh, you know, there's always going to be counterfeiters out there, and there's always going to be counterfeiters that are ahead of the game. Sure. And I'm sure that there have been cards passed through as real that may have been fake or whatever. Obviously, you know, there's been reports of that before, but. You stand them, you, you know. There's a 99% chance, 0.9% chance that this card is real if you get it graded. Um, and, and to me, that's just a smart move on those kind of cards. You know, um, there's a was it the Honus Wagner that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? Um, yeah, yeah. That the guy has it raw or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in that case, there's just so much risk involved. If sure. If you're talking about dropping thousands of dollars, you just you have to be for sure in that situation, and just get them graded or buy them already graded. You know, like that. That's just really the smart move in that situation because, especially the card an eighty six, eighty seven. Like I said, at that point, the technology was nowhere near where it was today. Sure. And I'm sure there are counterfeiters out there that you know have done their homework and they know they've read the the things to look for on fakes too and are developing cards to go along with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the farther we go, the more technology is going to advance, the easier it is going to be to fake cards. Sure, right. So I guess my, my final thing there is what we've been stating the whole time is just know what you're looking for. And, um, yeah, I, I don't Maybe it's just a younger generation. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But just know what you're looking for, and especially those, those big cards that – seem too too good to be true it's probably too good to be true right and i i think to touch on the younger generation everybody's wanting to get rich quick kind of thing so everyone sees this jordan at like a flea market or something and they're like Mm -hmm. oh it's only a hundred dollars it it's going to be the deal of a lifetime and in reality somebody probably printed it off in their basement or something sure it's that's just how it happens man anyways that's that's that it's no big deal i've just seen it and it was just bugging me so I guess I'll uh, move on to something else. <laughs> Find something else to bug me for the moment. So uh, let's get into bucket whatevs, man. You want to do that? Yeah, let's go. Uh, like we said, we've been saying the whole uh, the whole time. No one's here, so we're just going to talk about what we want to talk whatever about. Whatever we want, man. Whatever we yeah. want to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the trade deadline. Um, let's do it. What What happened at the trade deadline for your team? Well, my team, obviously, the Rangers had probably the best trade deadline of anybody else. Um, I saw Ken Rosenthal, um, Nightingale, a lot of the big-time national media guys rating the Rangers had the best trade deadline. Um, One guy that wasn't so high on it uh, was the Astros GM who came out and, you know, made a statement like his uh, organization isn't prepared to trade away three of their top five prospects, um, which Rangers did. And more interestingly, um, they traded away in, in... all the deals they made in the offseason, they traded away their last four first-round picks. Oh, wow. So um, 
three of their three of them were in their top five prospects. Um, so they gave up a lot to get Beltron, Lucroy, um, and then they got Harrell and Alvarez. And Jeffries too, right? And, and Jeffries, yeah. the the closer from the Brewers. So um, they got a lot back. Uh, Beltron is the only one not under contract for next season, so they only got one quote unquote rental player. Um, I'm glad that they're doing it. I think that uh, management realizes that they're in a win now mode, mm-hmm. um, which I can appreciate. And I love the fact that we didn't have to give up Gallo or Profar. So we did it and we didn't give up our two best prospects. Um, and, and it's really impressive that John Daniels continues to do this year after year after year. It seems like the Rangers are at the top of the uh, totem pole whenever trade deadline comes around year in and year out. You know, I think you touched on it, but more impressive what than what they got back was probably what they didn't give away. Right. You know, because they kept, you know, they gave away three of their top five. I got you. But they kept Gallo, Profar. Mazzara. Mazzara. They, they kept all those guys. So I don't know that Gallo is going to be in Texas long term. There's probably, of those three, he's probably the one that will get, get moved first. Right. But uh, I think what they kept was, was more impressive. You know, I don't. I think I think they had a they had a really good trade deadline. I think the Indians had a trade good good trade deadline. Yeah. Um, even the Mets picking up Jay Bruce was was nice. Yeah. So I mean that I'm surprised he went there. I, I thought he was going to San Francisco. So the Mets picking Bruce up that was that was nice. And then uh, what's the kid's name that got just got called up from uh, for Boston? Uh, Benatendi. Yeah, he got called up. He yeah. was like what number three prospect? He's number three overall. That's. Yep. So Boston is making some moves right now just in-house. So Yeah, and they traded off a couple people too. I mean, they kept a lot of their core guys, but they made a few trades, got some uh, prospects in themselves. So, you know, the Astros building for now and for the future, obviously it's David Ortiz's uh, farewell tour sure. kind of thing. They're, they're looking to make a playoff run, but um, to, conti- to continue building their farm system like they have um, and, and not being scared to call up younger guys. You know, a few years ago – it was kind of, well, he's too young. He still needs to develop. And then ever since kind of the Chris Bryant phenomenon, getting yeah. him called up early, uh, Mazzara getting called up at 20, Benintendi now 19, 20 getting called up. You know, these guys are really young that are getting called up now, and clubs aren't scared to do it anymore. Clubs are taking chances on younger guys and throwing them into the throwing them into the water and see if they sink or swim. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what happened with the NFL with, you know, quarterbacks that just started right. throwing into the water. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, are we making Tony Romo an honorary fat pack this week, or is that, how's that happening? <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of uh, pictures have came out this week of Tony Romo, and and I want to being a Cowboy fan, I want to come to his defense um, and say that from what I'm being told by the experts from ESPN and all local media. Uh, it was just a bad angle picture. He's wearing uh, the flak jacket that he has to wear because if he falls down, he's going to break something. Um, and, and everybody's saying he's in as good a shape as he's been in the last two or three years. So I Are you sure? Because I thought I saw him at a buffet like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> like at a golden crowd down the street. <laughs> something like that, you know. That's, uh, yeah, it was it was just the angle of the picture. That was, uh, that was funny, though. Tony handled it well. He's 36, so the Cowboys – you know they got all their eggs in his basket, yeah. and especially now that Kellen Moore broke his right. fibula, tibula, right. some part of his leg. So depends he's on, out for the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> depends on what what uh, source you read, but 
He's going to be out for several months. Right. And, and then you uh, go into the Rolando McLean news that broke yesterday, yeah. and uh, we already have Randy Gregory that's looking at now a 10-game suspension. We have uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's already been suspended four games, so I'm not even sure he's going to be playing defense for us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know either. I believe, I'm pretty sure if you buy – Buy a ticket. You're sitting there. You might get right. You might get called in. Yeah. (laughs) If you head out to Oxnard right now, you're probably gonna get handed some pads. (laughs) Get on the field. So uh, I don't want to make this completely local local talk. So let's talk about uh, the Honey Badger getting a new contract. Man, that's that's pretty pretty steep. It's a pretty steep price for the Cardinals to pay for somebody who's had two knee surgeries. Yeah, it it is. And and unfortunately, a lot of sports teams. And I'm not saying that the Cardinals made the mistake of this with the Honey Badger. Um, But I think a lot of sports teams get into paying players for what they've done. Sure. And not for what they're going to do. Uh, The NFL is a little differently, is a little different because with how they have their contract set up, a team can get out of it basically at any time. Um, And I don't know when that that CBA talk is for another show, but sure. <laughs> the players got to do something about that. But anyway, as it's set up now, the teams can get out of it, you know, almost at any time. So it's a little bit differently or it's a little bit different than baseball, but you, you know, teams giving these huge contracts to guys that have um, injuries in their past, like honey badger, you know, that's a huge risk, man. Now at the same time comes out and plays like he did before the knee surgeries, it probably ends up being, a good deal and you get him extended cheaper than what he would have been when he hit the free agent market. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Like watching the Cardinals secondary is just one of the most fun things for me. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk about the Seahawks defense, but ever since they got Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger uh, in their second in the secondary, man, it's just so much fun to watch Arizona play on defense. I think, you know, I'm not a, everyone assumes that I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan and, being from that area, well, I'm not from that area, but living in that area for so long, I did grow an affinity for them. But I'm not a I'm not a fan of any team. I'm, I don't I don't care really. <laughs> but I think what what Seattle did with their secondary was great. I love Richard Sherman. Right. I love that whole secondary. It was awesome. And then I think what they what Arizona did was was take that model and just got a little bit of a younger version of it. Right. And I think it's this probably on equal equal par there, you know. Yeah. So it's gonna that's gonna be a tough division. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna come out on top there. Of course, no one does, but I, I would I would assume it's gonna be Seattle and Arizona right there at the top again, and with uh, you know San Francisco bringing up the the hind end of that with whatever quarterback they decide to run out there. But and it's just gonna be a a tough tough division, I think. Yeah, and it man, it'll be fun. I the way the NFL is going now. Uh, towards everything's offensively based, and that's the focus on everything is offense, offense, offense. It's great to see, especially when two teams are in the same division. Mm-hmm. That is fun football to watch. If Seattle or Arizona is on TV and I'm flipping around, the Cowboys aren't on, those are the games I'm wanting to watch because it is so much fun yeah. to me watching defenses that are just ball hawks flying to the football, um, a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism. And defense, man, that can change a game in a hurry, especially uh, when you have a secondary like Seattle, a secondary like uh, Arizona. I, I completely agree, completely agree. And well, I think what we're not talking about, but we kind of are talking about, is football season's right around the corner. Oh, yeah, training camp. Man. <laughs> man. Training camp just got started this yes. last week. Hall of Fame game coming up pretty soon, and then we'll just be full bore after that, right? So, 
man, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the college football season. I love college football more than I more than any other sport. It's right. it's just where I I'll, on a Saturday if you want to find me, I'm in plugged down on, on my couch watching college football. Yeah, and to just kind of give me a plug real quick. Uh, <laughs> Cedar Hill is playing a team from Nevada, Bishop Gorman. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams ranked top five nationally yeah, coming both, into the season yeah. by Max Preps. There's been a lot of uh, Twitter beef, as the kids are calling it nowadays, going uh, back and forth between the teams. So that's going to be a good high school game to to keep an eye on to start the season off. So. Can, you, can you give me some comp tickets? Or, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll see what I can I do. I definitely want to go. No, I'll see what I can do. I know both of those schools are, are just great programs. It's, like you said, top five in the nation. Right. So. I think there's like 18 Division One commits or Division One recruits between the two teams already as no. of now before the season even starts. So. That's crazy, man. So uh, when is that game? Uh, it's going to be the last week of August, last I believe. Week of August. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be nationally televised? Because sometimes it is. It's those, on ESPN. Yeah, well, there it you is go. It's going to be on ESPN. That's all you need to know about that, man. Yeah. Is, uh, that's that's really cool. So, man, that's uh, that's, that's football getting ready to start, man. I'm, I'm getting prepped. So let's get into uh, let's get into a little bit more Becca Whatevers, and let's talk about some movies that you haven't seen. Right. <laughs> um, I saw Jason Bourne and uh, Star Trek last week, and you say you, you need to see both of those. And uh, Secret Life of Pets, which I also saw. Yep. You're a single dude, as in there's only one of you. So yeah. <laughs> why aren't you seeing these movies? I don't know. You, you know, I actually had plans to go see uh, Secret Life of Pets this weekend. And we just kind of got to the theater, and it was really crowded. And we were like, man, you know what? We're just going to go see it during the week. Um, so we ended up just watching a movie at the house. But uh this is like a weekend that I'm really excited about. You know, the summer, uh, I've only seen like two or three movies. Um, and, and a lot of them were animation movies. Like, okay. uh, uh, Zootopia was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think what else came out. Uh, Jungle Book was really good. Man, Jungle Book was Jungle great. Book was amazing. This is taking a like, whole step away from collecting, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. Jungle Book was fun. The, the Jungle Book, Christopher Walken, he was that... But yeah. that he, I was like, wow, yeah. that is. And then Bill Murray is is Baloo was awesome. Oh, it was, it was just was, perfect. It yeah. was great casting, and like the CGI that was with it, man, was just unreal. It was so good. It was so well made. You say great casting, uh, Idris Elba. Oh my gosh, right. man, he was great. That he, is he just like the greatest actor? No one has ever like really oh, heard I of. Yes, man. I get <laughs> it. Was is amazing. It he is amazing. so good in everything that he's been in with with Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, I I first noticed him on The Office, right? Right. But you know he's been in so much more. He's he's in a uh, well he's he's English, so right. uh, he's in this drama series there. It's a kind of a cop cop series where some, his parents got murdered or something like that. Oh wow! And he's like hunting these people down. It's pretty dark, but it's a good show. Right. It's a really right. good show. So um, you're gonna go check those out. Are you going to see him in Vegas? Because you're going to Vegas this weekend. Yeah, I leave for Vegas Friday. Uh, I think I'm going to try to see Secret Life of Pets before I leave. Okay. Um, tomorrow night, I think, is when I'm going to go try to see that. Because that movie, I think I saw it on a preview of like Zootopia or something. Yeah. Um, and, man, it just looked it looked really funny. But another movie, and I forgot, there's actually four movies out that I'm wanting to go see, is Nerve. And I don't know if you've seen oh, any yeah, of the previews for that. Yeah, I've seen um, it. But it's one of those movies that it's like really 50-50. Like it's either going to be really like cheesy and real basic and not a very good movie at all or it's going to be like just absolutely 
mind boggling. So. I think it's going to be horrible. I, yeah, I really it's going to go either way. It's going to go <laughs> one way or the other and very drastically in either direction, I think. But So I brought up movies actually to bring up the fact that Suicide Squad is coming out this weekend. Yep. And it's gotten horrible reviews from the people yeah. that have seen it. That is really disappointing. I'm I'm sad to hear it because I was really ho- I was putting a lot of just hope in it, you know. Right. Wanting it to be better than what people are predicting it to be. Um it's 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 coming out, but I'm bringing it up because there is just a rash of Funkos and everything else associated with that movie. Like if you go to Regal, Regal Cinemas to see the movie, you'll get a free um what is it? A free Joker keychain from Funko Pop. Oh nice. So it, it's all over the place. Right. It's everywhere. And speaking of Funko, Matt discovered last night, I'm sure that this is nothing new to the Funko community, but if you buy the Funko Pop t-shirts from Hot Topic, there's actually collector the the tag is a collector card. Wow. And it's a pop stand up. So right. now that's a whole new new category that he's got to just figure out and put in the database. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's going to be a, a massive project. He's working very hard on the uh, the almanac that's coming out. I'm, I'm when I'm telling we say it a lot, but when I'm telling you that man the man puts in work He's worked 32 hours, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? <laughs> he's like, I get in at 7, 7.30 every morning. He's already here. Yeah. And when I leave in the afternoon, he's still here working. So, I mean, that guy puts in countless amounts of hours. And for this, man, it you have to. And, and Marvel's just going to continue to get bigger, man. Yeah, I mean, Mar- they have so much stuff in the pipeline that's just going to continue to grow that franchise. That And, you know, Disney took over – a few movies in, sure. and now Disney's just—I mean—they have the capital to fund whatever movie that they, the producers right. want to do. Right. So, um, I don't see Marvel slowing down any. I think they have like twelve movie releases in the next like three or four years, or yeah. something like that. Like something just like that. something yeah. insane. So, it's a—it's uh, going to be a, a big task. He is all over it, and uh, I want to mention now that the winner. Of our Paige Van Zant contest is now. Am I eligible to win this? You are not eligible. No, to win Beckett this. Beckett employees are not eligible to win. And this. I don't even I believe am. you entered. Did you? No, I did. So <laughs> I actually didn't. That's not going to work for you at all. But if you didn't know, I, it's it's too late now. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we had a Paige Van Zant uh, giveaway from Goodwin Champions. And the winner of that is going to be Chris James, CJ Cub for Life. Chris James, you are our winner. If you don't listen and claim your prize, you can tweet back to us, but you got a week to do it. So tweet back to us, email me directly at ericn at becca.com. Uh, send us a direct message, do something. But you, you're the winner, Chris James, at CJ Cub for Life. Send us a tweet. Get back to us. Claim your prize. I said that to say this. We have a Gleam contest going up today for uh, the Big Bang Theory that we opened up. We, we're going to give all the hits away from that. So be There's some good hits, too. Yeah, there was. There was some good hits. So there's four. There's two autographs and two relic pieces in there. So we're going to give uh, – there's going to be two winners. Uh, one, one winner will get the Brian Posehn and the puzzle piece. And then the next winner will get the other two, the autograph and the – the other relic so th- that's going to be fun that's going to be going up today uh, watch for that 
I guess today is Wednesday, so it'll already be up when you hear this on Thursday. Watch for that going up. And I guess that's really pretty much about it, man. Yeah, for those that don't follow us, keep an eye on the social media. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have some good stuff that we give away. You know, that we're not giving away two, three dollar. 1990 Donruss cards or right. anything like that. Like we're giving away some legit stuff, so go check us out. Like some of the, the puzzle piece was just that's a cool. It is, I, man. I don't know how we you have some unique stuff that we're giving away. We we have that going up. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I did want to mention this as well. Uh, we have autographs from Mars Attacks going out, and then we also have two packs of the Judge Dread Mars Attacks that was a Kickstarter giveaway. If so you had to for tops you had to get in on the Kickstarter and if you donated at a certain price level you got these packs and it had a set of cards in it, an autograph and a sketch card. So we have two of those given away. One's been opened, we already know what's in that one, but one is unopened. So we're giving that those away. Watch for that soon. We also have a printing plate from the uh, was it out Outsiders, Outlanders, Outliers, Outcast. <laughs> one of those. It was one, one of those it, five. <laughs> um, it was a product that we broke that was, the boxes were sold exclusively at the San Diego Comic-Con. Actually, it wasn't around for that box breaker year, I guess. It was um, It was just a couple weeks ago. You were here. You were here. But anyways, Bill Bill brought it to us. We, we busted it. Now, get this. It was released exclusively at the San Diego Comic-Con. On the secondary market, they were selling for about 150 bucks, wow. and it's just a, a base set. There was nothing. There's nothing right. in it, right? There's no hits, no hits, no. But we're opening it, and we get a yellow printing plate of card number 40. So that's it, it's it's kind of a darker series. the right. The card is it's called Beyond Saving, and uh, it's kind of a little it's kind of a little scary, a little creepy. But we got that we got that printing plate to give away as well. So the all that will be up. Within the next week, I don't want to put them all up at the same time because it's kind of just sensory overload at that point. Right. But uh, those will all be up. I also want to mention before we get off uh, the air that I am looking for a TTM guy. I want to interview a through the mail autograph guru. So if you know anybody like that, have them contact me directly. Let's set up an interview because I want to get that information out to you guys on how to make that happen. So uh, that, if you know anybody that even is interested in it and knows how to do it successfully, let me know so we can get them on the air for you guys. And we also have a live show coming up from Rich Klein's uh, Labor Day weekend extravaganza. He's got two shows on four consecutive days. Wow! Going uh, two at a local local show local place here, and then two at his synagogue. I think it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday thing. So we'll be setting up live from one of those, which will be fun. It'll be a special edition. So that's really about it, man. You got anything else before we get off the air? No, I. You know, I think that's it. We covered all the trade deadline stuff, all the new pricing, all the new products. Um, for those that are going to be listening to this next week, that went to the national. Uh, hope you had a good time out at AC out in Atlantic City. Um, Shout out to everybody from the office that's out there. Having fun. Uh, Acting like, act like they're not having fun. Right, right. Come on, we see the pictures. Right, <laughs> Acting like they're trying to work really hard and all this stuff. Um, but no, have a great time. Uh, this is what the hobby's about, man. Connecting with other collectors. Um, 
and, and making some deals happen that you're probably not going to be able to make uh, anywhere else outside of the national. So have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. Until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.